Shout out to the fam, cause they made me who I am. Tell me always <laughs> Welcome back, cats and kittens. Nope, I just wanted to try that out for size. It's Blake Abedis, your host, for another installment of the MM Altogether Podcast. Thanks for coming back, everybody. Glad to have you back. Fuck, I'll even take your front. I'll even take your sides. I'll take you at every angle. Because I am just that thorough. You better fucking believe it. How we all doing? Since, uh... Since I've published out to you last, we've had two fight nights. UFC 249 and UFC Fight Night. Anthony Smith versus Glover Teixeira. A brief little sidebar. Tomorrow I will be publishing an episode that will be breaking down both fight cards, being UFC 249 and UFC Fight Night, Smith versus Teixeira, as well as previewing the card for Saturday. Yo, Producer Jake, who's got the uh, main main event for Saturday? Yeah, put that pipe down. Yeah? Okay. Walt Harris. Walt Harris and Alistair Overeem. That should be a good one. We all know Walt Harris tragically lost his daughter last year, and this will be his first step back into the octagon. So uh, all the well wishes for him, you know? Like how much tough times can a guy go through? But love Alistair Overeem too, and in a fight... Nothing's guaranteed, nothing's promised. So, like I said, tomorrow I will be back breaking down all the fights that have happened and previewing all the fights that will happen upcoming Saturday. So, I hope to have you back. Today, we have a special guest. His name is Quentin Terry. He's one of my training partners. I met him at UFC Gym Yorktown. We delve a lot into his wrestling career as he did wrestle... At Loris, uh, we actually briefly kind of even discuss his musical career. And you'll notice the intro and outro music has changed for this episode. That's because it's by our one and only Captain Havoc. You'll figure out a little bit more about that in a while here. So without further ado, I'm going to get it on over to Q. Thanks again for tuning in, everybody. Enjoy. And now it's time for your... Tale of the In the guest corner, we have one Quentin Terry with a cumulative reach of 1,173 followers. I'm Quentin, Quentin Terry. I'm from Joliet, but now I live in Hannibal Park. My Instagram, x dot, my name, Q-U-I-N-T-I-N dot x, x dot Quentin dot x. Yeah, just follow me on IG. When did you start wrestling? How'd you how'd you get introduced into wrestling? So I started wrestling, I think yeah, sixth grade. Uh, I got introduced to it like well, first I knew I wanted to do it because uh, my uncle and my cousin did it. My uncle was pretty good. My cousin he excelled a little bit more at it. I don't know all his accomplishments, but I know he went he went he went pretty far with it. I don't think he wrestled in college or anything, but he played football and he wrestled and. I was set out to do both, you know, I wanted to, because I looked up to them, you know, and I was always sitting in the house playing video games, you know, <laughs> reading, be, you know, nerding it up. And then my mom mm-hmm. was like, you know, you got to go do something. I'm tired of looking at your face. Go play outside. You don't got nobody to play with. All right, we're going we gonna to get you some friends. You're going to play football. And, you know, I don't, she don't, uh, she didn't do anything to get me into wrestling, but I just was like, I knew some people that wrestled, and I was like, yeah, do I just come to one of the practices or whatever? And then they said, they're older than me, 
So at the middle school I went to at the time, they didn't have like, I, I know some middle schools they have where sixth through eighth can wrestle. They don't have to do no like intramural type thing. But mm-hmm. uh, the school I went to at the time, because I moved around a lot, uh, that middle school, they had intramurals for only sixth grade. So you couldn't actually like, you know, you can come to practices and stuff like maybe two, three times out the week. And then at the end of like, you know, the little intramural thing, they have like this meet where you wrestle each other. You know, it was like, it was, it was real minor. You know, the other kids would come in and wrestle, but they had a meet that day too, you know? So, uh, yeah, I, I asked them, do I just come to one of the practices? And then they just, they told me, yeah, go to the gym off to the side, went into one of the practices, introduced myself to the coach. And from there, that's where I got started. I sucked though. Bad. Real bad. (laughs) Man. So it took you almost until sixth grade to get involved in to any kind of athletics. Do I understand that right? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, cause I didn't, yeah, I didn't start playing football. Football was the, the first sport I played. No, no, oh, actually, actually, I'm tweaking. I played baseball when I was, like, in kindergarten, but I don't really – I never really counted that. <laughs> yeah, I was I was pretty decent, though. I was pretty decent. Bro, though. that's like – you. Uh, did you follow, like, the John Jones-Dominic Reyes fight? Oh, yeah. So, like, you know how UFC does the embedded series mm-hmm. before all their pay-per-view events? Well, there was a segment where – Dominic Reyes was talking about how unique of a competitor he was versus John Jones. And he's like, yeah, I'm nothing like John Jones has ever seen before. And then he's <laughs> like, I've got this from basketball. I got this from football. And he's like, I got coordination from baseball. And like, then he just got trolled so hard online. It's like, well, <laughs> you know, John, you never played baseball. <laughs> so. <laughs> So that's that's what that reminded me of when you're like, man, I don't count that. It's like, yeah, but I played baseball. Yeah, he was so like, he he was he was so proud of the fact that he he's just like, oh, I'm a. I, I remember what was it? It was a press conference. He was like, oh, I'm like I'm a tri sport athlete or this mini sport athlete. And John was just sitting there like, dude, I could care less. You're still gonna get this work. You're you're gonna be standing in front of me regardless of what's how many sports you played. I don't care. So were was were football and wrestling the sports that you carried through then into high school? Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I played uh I played I think it seventh and eighth grade. I don't know if I took a break, maybe seventh grade. Because I after that year I moved. That's when I moved over uh to where I'm at now. And then uh I continued to wrestle. But uh I don't think maybe I played football. I, I I played football definitely one of the years. I played for the uh, Carroll Stream team that they had out here, and it was either my seventh or eighth grade year. It was one of those years. But, yeah, I pretty much carried those all throughout uh, middle school and high school. Cool. When did uh, when did wrestling in college start to look like it would be a possibility for you? Uh, so it came – I guess it came to the point where uh, it was definitely – it was always something I wanted to do because when I, when I got into high school, that's when I started, like, you know, I started following wrestling a little bit more. So, like, if you see if you saw my room right now, you would see, like, uh, I got my medals up and then just, like, plastered all over my walls, just, like, old, like, because uh, you get, when you wrestle or whatever, I don't know wh- how they, like, just find out automatically, but they just send you USA Wrestling magazines. I don't know if it's because you, when you sign up through, like, USA Wrestling, when you do, like, freestyle Greco tournaments, but they just send them out to you. And so I would just 
cut those out and you know I would like I'm like these are the dudes I'm trying to be like you know so I put Jordan Burroughs on my wall you know uh Kyle Diggs on my wall yeah David real quick real quick before we get too much into it because this is something I don't know and I'm sure there's a lot of listeners who are gonna have this question as well uh can you describe the differences between freestyle wrestling and Roman Greco wrestling the easiest way I can describe it is freestyle is pretty much I say it's, it's folk style with some with some spice you know you could you can you can go for the big the big throws like you would in Greco and you can still get those. I I don't know if they're still doing fives, big five throws. I I remember there was this thing like uh like my junior year or something about how they weren't there's they got to still be doing fives but I don't know. But yeah, those big throws you you uh, throw them straight over like you know those big like you know you see the USA wrestling logos that dude getting thrown like a suplex. Yeah, like a suplex. That's like that's those those big five moves. Uh, you can do gut gut wrenches from the uh from after you take them down, you're on top. You can uh just wrap your hands around their waist, and when you start like like it's like barrel rolling almost. Like you wrap around, barrel roll them. That's two. That's two. You can tech somebody just like that. You know, a tech is ten points. As soon as you just ten poke, points over, right? Yeah. Like so, if they had one point, you would need eleven, and it's kind of like a slaughter rule. Yeah, and so you can just roll them literally until I, it's happened to me. It's happened to me. You, you it got to happen to you. Like at least. One point in your bro, life. Ben Askren got teched by fucking Jordan Burroughs and beat the streets. See, you know, it happened, <laughs> it happened to the best of us. That's Ben Askren, you know. So it's like, yeah, and Greco, uh, same thing, you're wrestling still, but you just can't, you can't shoot in on the legs. As soon as you start trying to shoot in on the legs or using your legs to try to, you know, uh, get takes down, takedowns, that's when they start, like, you know, the refs will be like, hey, none of that, you know. So it's, so it's all like upper clinch work and upper throws, yeah, yeah, pretty much. I gotcha. Man, okay. Fuck, that makes a lot more sense. Okay, so getting back to your high school wrestling career, was there a point when the recruitment process? Yeah, there is. So what? 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 Uh, how did that look like? When did that start happening for you? Uh, so that was about my yeah, that was my senior year. Uh, so how how that whole thing happened was, uh, I started going to Izzy Style. So I, after, okay, so. In my senior year, I started playing football, and uh, so like two weeks after this uh, first two games, I just said I decided to say, just forget it. I'm I'm done. I'm just gonna focus on wrestling, you know. Uh, so after that, I started going to Izzy style, and uh, that's actually where I, I met Holly for that uh, that that one pick uh, you saw my my. Season. Oh, yeah. You, that's where you met Holly. Yeah. She went to Izzy Style. That's cool. Exactly. Yeah. So, what was she doing there? Just uh, did she have a seminar? Was she putting out a camp? That was a. It was our Is grand she... opening. That was a grand opening. Oh. Yeah. So they had all like the college coaches there, and you know they had food. Everybody was kind of you know uh, just walking around. She was she was there taking pictures with everybody. They had a they had a a, a line like wrapped up in like the whole little. Nobody was like worried about talking to the college coaches. They saw Holly. Like people were like, "Hey, Holly, can I get a picture of you choking me out?" And she was like, uh, "Okay, yeah, sure." Yeah. Did you talk with any of them, or uh, was I, all the? Uh... I had got a chance to talk to some of them. I had got a chance to talk to some of them, but uh, nothing really like sparked my interest that that much. And there's some pretty good coaches there. I mean, I think I talked to the NIU coach, uh, so I was definitely like looking into that and trying to uh, get on his radar a little bit more. But after that whole thing, like the whole opening or whatever, uh, it was just like, you know, like normal practice. It went back to normal. And then one day uh, the head coach from Loris, uh, TJ Miller, 
he had he had came in and then uh i saw him wearing the you know the purple you know with the the, the crest on there with the little floor daily thing or whatever it's called and then like i don't know i just i glanced over and i was like oh okay must be a you know college coach i assumed right off bat you know he had loris college there so i'm like okay uh so i just kept wrestling or whatever and uh izzy comes over and then he was like aq man uh Coach TJ Miller wants to talk to you. And then I'm like, okay. So I went over there, and then uh, he told me basically, you know, that, you know, he's looking for some more big guys or whatever. He sees that I wrestle well, and then he would like to, you know, get me down on a visit or whatnot. And I was like, of course. I, I think at this point, uh, I don't know if I had taken any visits already, maybe a couple, but this might have, yeah, actually, yeah, I took a, a few already. But this was like my second to last one because Lowers wasn't the last school I visited. And so I was like, okay, well, you know, why not? And so uh, I went down there. Uh, I actually went down there twice. They got me to come back on an overnight. Uh, the, first, the first day I went down there, I got to meet up with some of the, uh, the guys that were, I was going to be on a team with if I decided to commit. You know, if I met with like uh, three dudes, I met with uh, uh-huh. Guy Patron, the 197-pounder. Stud should have won Nationals this year. Should have got an Addy title, just saying. Uh, so I hope he gets another. I hope they do something with the NCAA so they get another shot. Uh, but Clint Gilliam, he was a, a heavyweight there. And then I forgot who the other person was that I was with. But we talked. We ate at Einstein Bagels, and we talked a little bit. They showed, showed, uh, showed me around the campus a little bit. What kind of bagel guy are you? I got to get... Oh. See, that's a hard one. See, tells a lot about a person. Q. <laughs> that's why I'm trying to be careful with my <laughs> right now. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna go ahead and say any bagel. I don't. I really don't care. As long as Ooh. it's the cream cheese that matters. It's whatever spread. What am What am I? I think all about? bagels are great, and all bagels should be respected equally. And I'm politician Q for bagels. <laughs> bagels all 2020 you know what all 2021 because this year's just- bagels for all fuck yeah <laughs> bagels for bagels for all yeah fuck your bread we having bagels this year america <laughs> just got a little hole in it but we gonna get back to it real dense like <laughs> jeez <laughs> all right sorry for that one i'm an everything bagel guy for those curious but getting back to it so we were talking at everything bagels so yeah, after that we took a we took a little walk around the campus and then uh, I liked it. I really liked it. And then so that's when it was like that was like that first like because the the few visits that I did go on I was like uh, you know okay I'm liking it you know but then when I went here I was like okay like I'm really liking it here. I like the coach. I like the guys that I I, I met up with so far. I got a chance to talk with them. They're cool, you know. So it's just like, I could definitely, you know, I, I felt like on my visits, I was, in my head, I was just like, okay, could I see myself spending the next four years of my life here? You know, could I see myself being around, you know, you know, having this coach around me? Do I trust this coach, you know, to put all, pull all he can into me, pour, you know, all that he can into me to make me a better wrestler? Do I trust that he can do that, you know? And going there, I saw that. I played many sports growing up, and I don't think I've had a connection with any kind of coach until I met Alex and Danya. Mm. So I can understand, like, two great coaches. 
what what you're talking about too um so what was your uh what was your wrestling experience like at loris once you made it there oh man it was it was just it was a different breed let's just say that like it was because it's like you know uh it's college now it's like it's where i wanted to go you know it's every it's, it's where i wanted to be so it's just like the competition <clears throat> the competition obviously better you know uh the the practice room you know the the wrestling room always going to be, you know, it's, it's, you know, you're not saying that you can coast through high school, but it it's, you're going to have a, if you're trying to coast, which is not what you want to do if you're doing this sport, but especially if you're trying to compete at the collegiate level, but it is it's going to be, you're going to have a hell of a hard time doing it in a college wrestling room, you know, no matter what, D1, D2, D3, JUCO, you know, it doesn't matter. NAIA doesn't matter at all, you know? So it was just like seeing the, the, the step up, you know, uh, I just know I had to rise to that level, you know, and that's, I feel like I'm that type of person. I, I rise to my level of competition, you know? So it was just, I got in there and like immediately, I just saw myself like, you know, just getting better, getting better. And, you know, I, I can only thank for that, the coaches and uh, the other teammates that I had in there. Cause when we were in there, we were going at it just on the, like the intent being to make each other, better you know and that's all they're about at Loris. you see how they 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 were they had a pretty successful year this year i say they probably would have as a team too uh i think they would have won it all too they're just that great of a team and they have some amazing coaches i actually went back there like a month ago and i talked to i didn't get a chance to see the head coach but i talked to the assistant coach uh kit coach uh coach kit and uh got to catch up with them i was like it made me see, it made me realize how much I really missed it there because all the memories just flushed back in. But you know, yeah, yeah. Whenever you step your feet back on campus, like you get flooded with all those memories, both good and bad. Hopefully, more former than latter. Yeah, dude. When when this quarantine shits over, we get back on the mats. You'll have to give me a couple wrestling lessons. Oh, you know, of course, for it. of course. I'm always. Dude, I wanted to wrestle in high school, and I was too much of a pussy. So you didn't wrestle in high school. No, dude, I wanted to. I just pussied out. Like, I quit basketball after my sophomore year, and then what I wound up doing junior and senior year, I just did, like, off-season baseball and track workouts over the winter just to get in shape for baseball, really, both years. But I got cut from baseball my junior year, so I ran track instead. And then my senior year, the baseball coach was like, I'll give you a – I'll give you a – jersey but you just have to be realistic about your playing time because you're probably not going to get any and mm-hmm. i was like eh, fuck it beats running around an oval <laughs> <laughs> so yeah um i'd appreciate it because my takedown game is trash hey any anything you want to know we can work on we can we could wrestle for however long you want to i'm always down the scrap for however long fuck yeah i'm in so when you were at Loris, did you feel like being a student athlete, it was difficult to pursue one over another and achieve a balance between both? And what I mean by that is, was it easier to be a wrestler? Was it easier to be a student? Was being a student getting in the way of being a wrestler? Was being a wrestler getting in the way of being a student? Because oftentimes we hear stories about how athletes, and I don't know how it works in every program, but especially in the larger ones, how there's a lot more of like specialized tutors, even, um, uh, what's the word I want to look for here? They get the first picks pretty much in like 
classes. Mm. They get that first wave of like class. I don't even know the term for it, but I understand like it, it doesn't matter like what level you're at. Like it's college, it's collegiate NCAA wrestling. So that's got to be probably over 40 hours of your week. I would imagine being committed to that. So there's got to be some give and take. Am oh, I, yeah. is that, yeah. Yeah. Cause uh, I felt like personally for me, it's not like, cause people do it, you know, people are able to balance both and you know, they, they're able to sell in both, but I feel like people are different at the end of the day. And that's just how it is. Like, and I feel like with me, maybe it was, it was easier for me to, to be a wrestler than it was to be a student. And I feel like there, now there's reasons to that. First of all, uh, the major that I was in, I was kind of iffy about. And now that's never good. It's okay to not know what you want to do, but like I'm going through it and I'm just like, you know, I'm just every day I'm kind of like, okay, I know this is not what I want to do. You know, I chose too early. I chose too soon. I thought I was, I thought I had a dead set on what I wanted to do, but then, you know, it changes. You never know. It, and that's okay though. And I had to learn that that was okay to not know what I wanted to do at that time. So I felt like at the same time though, because I didn't know, know what I wanted to do, I kind of got like discouraged and felt some type of way about it because I was like, nah, like, you know, I felt like I was disappointed myself in a way. And I was like disappointed in my family because I was like, I'm not doing as good as I want to be, you know, because first and foremost, I don't even want to be doing what I'm doing right now, you know. And uh, so I felt like it was easier just for me to like, you know, because wrestling is just second nature to me. So I can just do that. That's that's really nothing for me to do. Go in there, work hard, grind. I felt like the hardest part for me was the whole the whole school part, you know, and and I I think that was just for me, you know. Bro, I get it. I couldn't even fucking pass college and I didn't compete in sports. So you can see like how, you know, the when you add something else on top of it that's just as strenuous, it could be like, you know, that's where some shit can, you know, shit can go wrong. And I also looked at it like for the long run too, because I knew if I'm like, because I had the same idea, you know, I'm like, okay, what, like, what am I going to, you know, use this for? Because I, I kind of like, you know, I had no idea what I wanted to do with school, but I have an idea of what I want to do with my life and what direction I want to take my life in, you know? So it's just like, what am I going to, what am I doing spending all this money? Because if I, I looked at what I was going to have to, you know, pay out by the end of it. And I was just like, okay, so I got to pay all of that just to, first of all, get a degree in something that, you know, I'm not even like probably going to you know, use like that, or, you know, I'm I'm not even guaranteed a job, you know, I'm not guaranteed a job, you know, uh, but it's just like how, I just don't know how I'll use it, and it's kind of like I don't want to, because I kind of like, I know what I want to do, and it doesn't necessarily involve me being in a desk, you know, taking a test and doing all that other stuff. Yeah, fuck that noise. Yeah. So, when I... I think when you and I were talking about it, you just only recently got introduced into jujitsu, like back in August, September of last year. Uh, actually, I think November. November of last year. Yeah, I knew it was around fall. I just didn't remember if it was like early or later. It was. I thought it was early. I banked on early. Fucked up. I think. I think. Uh, yeah, it had to be November. I feel like that's when I signed up for the gym that's when i was like yeah i got the membership and everything so yeah it had to be around then what uh 
So a lot, a lot of what I hear moving from wrestling to jujitsu, especially from Frank, shout out Frank over at the gym there, but uh, especially with his kid, like in wrestling, you never want to be on your back. Obviously you don't want to get pinned. I don't think it's all like WWE, WWF wrestling, but it is a three second count with both shoulders on the mat. And that's a pin. Yes. It's, it's as soon as soon as your uh your shoulder blades touch, as soon as like they see your shoulder blades, both of them touch the mat, boom, they slap the mat. That's what oh, it's both. Damn. Yeah. So it's just like bang, you're done, son. With, Fuck. With, did not know that. with freestyle and Greco, that's more of a like they do like a touch fall. Like you could barely like be like as soon as they see your back touch the ground, that's over with. You know, just a little bit. You know. So what if you bridge and have your like hips above the ground? Does it need to be like from your shoulders like down to your pelvis? It has to be as long as like the back, like the back, your shoulder blades, literally, as long as those aren't on the ground. That's why like when they, when they tell us to bridge, like if we're going to bridge on our head straight back, go onto your head. If you're going to bridge over one, go to to the other shoulder, or if you're going to go the other way, go to the other shoulder. But you never want to just like literally just be putting your pelvis up and then like, it kind of like, you know, like if you had your, your back flat on the ground right and then you raise your hips up yeah. and you just walked your feet your back your shoulder blades will still be like dragging and then boom uh-huh like people pin themselves like that if you like lock up a cradle and then your shoulder blades on the ground you're in the you're in a winning position you're pinning this other dude but your back your shoulder blades are on the ground so they slap the mat they get up thinking they won they raise the other dude's hand and they're confused like no we were yelling get your shoulder blades up get your shoulder blades up but it happens. It happens. But you learn from so. Damn. So wow, that makes a lot more sense than why. Like once you cross over into jujitsu, they're like, like the whole <clears throat> being on your back thing and staying there, especially like so grounded on your back, even to where you're using it almost as like your primary, uh, like point of contact with your hips and your like head and arms up in the air. Yeah. Yeah, that's because so that would feel unnatural. It's it's almost like it's like it's become a safe place for me now on my back. Like I'm safe there, right? In jujitsu, now I had to like get out of that like that thought because well, I had to get out of the thought that like because okay, being on my back as soon as like I'll take you back to like the first time I ever like like they made us go like a live like sparring sesh. As soon as I got to my back, or every time I went to my back, I would panic. Cause that's just instilled in my brain to just like from wrestling, you know, and since I never had did jujitsu prior, you know, I would just immediately panic, bridge, bridge, try to push them off, push them off. I'm wasting energy, you know, and um, I'm potentially putting him in a better position and stuff like that just because I'm panicking and try to get, get off my back. Cause then I'm gonna try to go, I'm gonna roll over to my belly and then he's going to take my back. And then from there he can pretty much do whatever he wants. How hard is that, like, switch to flip, so to speak, when you go from, say, training, sparring, jujitsu, into going and, like, back on the wrestling mats? Or have you not had to experience that yet? Oh, yeah, I haven't had to experience that yet. But, like, uh, I mean, when I did go back and uh, visit uh, Loris, uh, one of my friends, we uh, we wrestled a little bit and... You know, just like going back into it, like just full on wrestling with not, you know, ever, you know, going to my like just just full on wrestling rules. No pulling guard, no none of none of that, you know, 
it, it was kind of weird because like like I would notice he would get in a good position and then I would like sometimes I would fall straight to my back and just like start going like for a Dela Heaven. I'd be like, what am I doing? I'm like, what am I doing right now? Hold up. And you know, so that that kind of was like it was weird. It's like I I haven't lost the wrestling, but it was just like, you know, now I I'm like I'm in the mode of jujitsu, like when I'm when I'm wrestling. Like I'm so I'm so focused on flowing that it's just like it's that's what I find easier about jujitsu sometimes. It's just like you can flow and you never really in a bad position per se yeah obviously you can get put in a bad position but like if someone t- they get in on the takedown okay you can pull a guard you can work from there you know you can you know because if you if you get a uh a takedown in wrestling right so if you're getting taken down someone shoots a double on you and say you don't have time to sprawl they shoot you straight to your back right now they catch you and like uh they catch you in a turk that's a that's a move i'll show you that one day they catch you in the turk and straight straight to your back now you're getting back points. You're panicking from right there. You, that's not a good position. But you can, f- from uh, you know, in jujitsu, you got you can work from there. You can actually, you know, you can work from there. You can build offense off the defense. You know. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. See, I, because now thinking about it, I imagine like purely from like a developmental standpoint got to be easier to wrestle first and then go into jujitsu versus vice versa i feel like yeah 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 most definitely i see i wouldn't know about the jujitsu i feel like it definitely would be uh easier to wrestle first because it's just like you get everything with your base down first you know having a having a good base oh um, yeah that's true yeah. every wrestler i've ever sparred against their fucking bases are unreal that's like the one thing i i noticed about it like I like I would get like put in bad positions, but one thing my base was always like pretty good, just naturally. Like they would tell me I have a good base. I'm like I don't know what the fuck that means, but I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing though until I learn some more <laughs> shit. I'm gonna keep doing what I'm doing, you know. And then as I start learning, and I'm like, oh okay, so like you know I'm watching more jujitsu, and I'm like, okay, so my base is actually pretty good. And as long as I'm you know doing what I'm 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 naturally doing, like what I'm natural, like I feel like I naturally took a uh you know. I obviously took a liking liking to it, but I got good at like with the positions or whatever because, like, I can feel when I'm being put in the bad position, and I feel like wrestling helps you with that. Because I'm at a point right now where I can almost like I can wrestle like, like, with my eyes closed, not from like a like oh shake hands wrestle close my eyes, but like if we're like tight to each other, then I I feel like I can close my eyes and I can almost like I can wrestle just fine like that, you know. So I can just feel I can feel things, you know. So it's just like. I feel like that definitely helps with the jujitsu too. So it's like I feel when I'm getting put in a bad position, I can quickly, you know, adjust on the fly, throw an audible, and try to get myself in a better position. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, you've got all that additional grappling experience, so you understand like what your body feels like when it's getting moved somewhere for another. I was like finally at a point after a year of training where, like, I think from very early on, you know, like when you're getting put in something like that's not very advantageous, but like, you don't see like how actually not advantageous it is for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, that that's fucking cool that you're confident, like that you can say you could be that up close and personal and like be able to have that familiarity. Cause I'm sure that translates well to when you're learning new movements as well. Are there any kind of like post collegiate, like, wrestling outlets or circles competitions anything like that see that's the thing i was actually like looking into that and then i remember my friend telling me something about uh something a little like that because i was asking i'm like 
I wonder if you have to be in like college to wrestle at some of these tournaments because I would still like to, you know, wrestle and compete. You know, I think uh, I don't know if I'm don't quote me on this, but I know they have the Midlands tournament and that's like they have D1 wrestlers. I, I think they have any wrestler can compete in that tournament. There's like I think I saw like some old dude compete in that tournament. I was like, this dude's like 40 something, like competing against like all these. Hey, he's still getting after it. So, hey, props to him. But I was like, hey, so this man can do it. So, like, it must be like a real life, like open tournament. You just, I feel like you probably have to like find a facility to wrestle through. Uh, but I think, yeah, there's definitely is. There definitely is. There's definitely tournaments, but I'm just not too sure on how to you know, get into them, which is something I definitely got to, I because de- I, I need to keep my wrestling up because I, I, yeah, I'm, I definitely need to. I'm curious because like, I was just wondering because like the whole reason why I'm like low key, like throwing out the, yeah, you got to show me those wrestling moves because like I want to learn how to wrestle and like there's not really an easy way to go about that as an adult. I feel like if you didn't grow up doing that. You definitely, or like there's, you definitely can. I'll say this, you definitely can, you can, you can, I won't say it's easy, but you definitely can like fast track your way to being, you know, pretty decent. Just time though. You got to put a lot into it. That's true. Hey man, man, we can definitely, yeah, like you said, after this, we can definitely get in there and we can, whatever you want. We can have like a whole day of it. I don't care. We can. What about, uh, what about being quarantined has affected your mental health or have you been able to stay pretty ahead of it? Uh, I I feel like I've been able to stay pretty ahead of it. Uh, there has been times where I'm just like, okay, I need to get out of this house. I'm, I'm going insane in here, but I've been, I've been fine. I've been keeping myself busy, working out when I can, you know, uh, playing video games, working on music, uh, you know, just doing little things. Make music? Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't Fuck tell you that. Know. No. What? Well, hey, now, now no. you know. Now you know. <laughs> you a SoundCloud rapper, Q? Oh man, you have to listen. You you got to tell me what you think. Yeah, like, dude, send me your shit. Say less. I'm gonna fucking put it in the show notes for everybody. All right, we'll get a lot more listeners. All right, say less because that's what I need. You gotta give. Yeah, message me that when we close the show out. You're gonna give that handle too. Okay. Because we're gonna get we're gonna get all my listeners in on that. <laughs> okay. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you. Oh, fuck yeah, man. That's what this is about. We're building the community here, bud. That's right. But yeah, man, that's pretty much it. I mean, just trying to keep myself busy. That's that's uh, that's pretty much it. So I feel like I've been doing a pretty decent job. Just getting antsy and ready to... Like, man, I'd be, like, I'll hang out with my cousin sometimes. And she's like... She's, what, I think 11 or 12. And I'll just, like, pack the jujitsu on her. Because I'm just like, I'm like, come over here. <laughs> Get her in the Dela Heva and stuff I was working at Delahiva so much before this whole quarantine because I was like, I need to get better from being on the ground, like just on the ground. I need to get better at that Delahiva. I'm gonna start my, I'm gonna start there and work my way to other things. So I'm just like any way I can. I'm like, mom, just come practice jujitsu with me right now. <laughs> oh shit! Hit with that so definitely a time like that. I would have to say is. When I when I left college, so when I left Laura's and and I was like on that drive home, I was just realizing like you know, I'm like okay, so I'm gonna have to really come with it, you know, I'm gonna really have to come with it because if I'm not gonna be in school, I know you know as soon as I come home, people going because 
I thought about just like, I feel like that's the first thing, like, I don't know how anybody else else's experiences with like, you know, leaving college, but I just feel like that first thing, I, I thought back to like my graduation party, you know, like I saw my family there, they were so happy, they were talking to me about, oh yeah, you know, they just like so excited to see me go away, you know, and then I just thought about those same faces when I was leaving. So I was like, shit, you know, and that's what I felt, I, that's why I felt too, like, you know, that's why I felt like that, like when I talked about earlier, that disappointment, I was like, I just feel like all those people, all those faces that were popping into my head, I was just letting them down. And that's not, that wasn't necessarily true, you know, but uh, that's what I just felt at the time. So I know I'm like, you know what, if I'm not gonna, you know, if this, if, if this is not the way that, you know, I'm going to make them happy, I'm, I'm damn sure going to make them uh, uh, happy and proud of me in another way, you know? So that definitely, you know, that put a fire under my ass of like, you got to come with it. You know, you got to come with it because uh, either way, I just have this just dying need. Like, I got to be, you know, successful in some way. You feel me? You know, and with, yeah, oh, whatever it is and whatever it is, it's just I got to, you know, succeed. And I'm just, you know, I don't know what that looks like yet, but I know that I'm going to see it. And I just, you know, I every day I can and, you know, whatever I can do to get there, I'm going to do it, you know? So definitely that, that it just, like I said, I knew I was just going to have to come with it for lack of better, for lack of better words, come with it and step up, you know, cause now I'm leaving. Now I'm like, you know, my mom's not, she, she just put it out there. I'm not going to hold your hand through things. It's just, you know, you're home now. So you know, get a job and you know, you're just going to, start you know you just living you know just do your yeah. make sure you know you're gonna have to you know i got a car you want to you have to make sure you're paying for that you know giving my mom something when i can you know helping out uh you know and just being a man you know heading into that fifth and final round let's see what kind of advice our corner has to give dish out some of that cornerman counsel how do you want to be remembered do you want to do you want to walk out with your head held high because you know you gave everything that you had, every ounce. Because even when you feel like you don't have anything left and there's nothing in the gas tank, you always got a little bit more. So do you do you do you want to walk out with your head high knowing that you gave 110 percent, or do you want to walk out hanging your head because you know you could have you could have gave a little bit more? Because at the end of the day, it's just how you're gonna feel about yourself, you know. So yeah, how you want to be remembered. Hell yeah, man. I love that. All right, Q. Well, that was a fucking real good time. Like, I really loved what you had to say in your cornerman council there. Uh, that was really powerful. It gave me goosebumps twice when we were going through that shit. So um, I'm really grateful that you took the time to speak with us today. Uh, get us a little more familiar with yourself and a little bit more familiar with wrestling. Um, I know you and me were kind of like douching it up throughout the episode. I th- I'm going to open up a Patreon account, guys. Um I don't know how much the membership's going to be, but dude, I get a lot of good fucking bonus content out of the, out of these interviews. So, um, stay tuned. We'll have more information on that in future episodes, but, uh, for anyone who wants to follow you, Quentin, where can we find you on social media? Uh, my IG, my Instagram, that'll be x.quentin.x, x.quintin.x. Uh, my, my YouTube, I'll leave that. It is captain havoc but it's it's spelled kind of weird it's k-a-p-t-n space h-a-v-k so yeah you can go check that out please and thank you 
And is that your uh, is that your musical account? Yeah, yeah, I know you have a SoundCloud. Oh, that's okay. Dope. <laughs> yeah. My, All right. My, my so everybody, tune in because we're gonna because we're gonna we're gonna blow this shit up. Say less. And then Q's gonna be touring touring the world, doing cool shit. And then Ben Baller is gonna meet us, that's and cool. then he's gonna make a fucking wild chain of Q <laughs> and like jujitsu belts, and it'll be the coolest Ben Baller piece we've ever seen. I'm telling you. And I'm just like being real optimistic, but I think we can make it happen with your support, folks. So thanks again for tuning in, Q. Thanks. It was dope. I can't wait to do a follow up episode with you, buddy. Thank you for having me, bro. Anytime, anytime. Good to have you. And that's the way it was. For another weekly installment of the MM Altogether podcast with your host, Blake Abedes, and guest, Quentin Terry. And thanks again, Quentin. Thanks again, Q. You were a really great guest. I loved having you on. But you know, all my guests have been great. I'm kind of great. I think we got a good thing going for great things, right? What about making it great again? I really don't want to go on that whole left or right spectrum because guess what? I'm levitating above that shit. Call me Chris Angel. Mind freak, you got me all fucked up in this bitch. Got me all fucked up. Uh, but back then, a few things a bit more serious. Again, thank you, Quentin, um, a.k.a. Captain Havoc. The song that intro the episode and will outro the episode is Fam by one and only Captain Havoc, a.k.a. x.quentin.x. Quentin Terry. So I hope you enjoy that track. Go and give him a follow and subscribe on YouTube. Um, let's get the fam behind him. Get the fam behind him. And seeing as how I'm talking to the fam right now, to the MM Altogether podcast fam. If it's your first time listening, your last time listening, if you're going to keep listening, thanks for being here. Thanks for being here with us. You might be a hater. You might be a lover. I- I'm never going to know, but I know you're listening, so thank you. Uh, um, but seriously, on the topic of fam still, I do need to give a quick shout out to a new business to me that I've had an interaction with in this past week. It is Nine Lives BJJ.com, spelled N-I-N-E-B-J-N-I-N-E-L-I-V-E-S-B-J-J.com, pardon me. Um, I won one of their contests for a free rash guard. It actually should be getting here a little bit later this afternoon. So I'm excited. Once I get it, I will post a picture of it on the show's Instagram. However, uh, when I called because I was having some issues with the order, I actually got to speak with the owner. And the quarantine caused him to lose his full-time job. And Nine Lives BJJ is just a part-time gig for him. So now it's his full-time gig. And I told him, hey, I've got a podcast. I don't know what I can do for you, but I will tell my listeners about your website. And again, that's NineLivesBJJ.com. They've got a lot of sweet BJJ drip. They've got this cool t-shirt that I'm looking at right now with some flamingos on it already for summer. Nine Lives BJJ. They've got a really cool rash guard that's like a Native American Indian Aztec print. That's definitely in my shopping cart for my next Trump stimulus check to hit my bank account. I'm going to cop that bitty. (laughs) Maybe not. Hopefully I'll have a job and I'll just pay for it out of pocket not looking for that tax money. Um, But yeah, folks, if you have the means and if you're looking for some more jujitsu swag, give a look to NineLivesBJJ.com. I don't get any kickback from this. I don't have a promotion code. I just want to support someone who's going through a hard time. And if you can help with that, thank you so much. If you can't with that, thank you so much. It's okay. But if you know someone 
Maybe just pass this little tidbit of information on because you don't know who you're really helping. So, again, 9livesbjj.com. And that kind of takes place of my peace, understanding, and love and positivity component. Just support people who need it right now because we're here to build up communities. I'm not the one telling you to stay the fucking side. I'm telling us all to come together and love one another. Just don't be an asshole. Don't go licking doorknobs. Like, you fucking fools. Don't go drinking Clorox. Sons of bitches. Um, but yeah, I digress. NineLivesBJJ.com, folks. If we can give them any support, thank you. Additionally, uh, for those listeners out there who are aware of some adult wrestling channels, outlets, please email the show, mmaltogether at or mmaltogetherpodcast at gmail.com. That way I can get that information over to Quinton as well as all of the listeners because I'm sure there are several people out there looking for a post-collegiate, post-high school wrestling circuit outlet. So I'd like to get that information out there as soon as possible. So please like, follow, and subscribe on the show. You can find us on social media, Instagram and Twitter, at mmaltogetherpodcast. M-M-A-L-L-T-O-G-E-T-H-E-R-P-O-D-C-A-S-T at Podcast, or you can email the show Podcast, spelled the exact same at gmail.com Stay tuned for those fight recap and preview episode coming out tomorrow. Last note, I do have I am transitioning podcast listing servers so there may be an interruption on some of the older episodes i will post an update once this is complete i appreciate everyone's patience during this transition and until next time alvita zen my cool cats and kittens Shout out to the fam, cause they made me who I am Taught me always be strong, stand tall, you the man Put your all in it and do everything you can Once this life shit over, you won't get another chance You won't get to live again, one life you gotta live it Hella energy inside you son, so you better give it No slipping if you trip along the way No, we all make mistakes, just go back home and hope for a better day Hoping for a better place, smoking just to medicate I don't know why, but when I'm high I always fly, I elevate Heartbeat at a steady rate But I can't feel my fucking face My movement so fast My brain trying to escape Trying to escape reality TV or social media All I see is fatalities All I see is the tragedy Black on black crime More cops stealing our young black lives just to see it makes me sick to my fucking stomach We asking God to help us, I don't think he fucking coming But I'ma do this for my brothers, sisters, and my cousin Talk to granny and she said she love what I'm becoming